0: Have you ever heard the stereotype about small towns? You know, how everyone in a small town knows each other and that the people are always willing to lend a helping hand? Well, I want to tell you a story about my small hometown, because even through a devastating event, the citizens of my town will always help their neighbors. Hi, my name is Hannah Goudet, and in this episode of South Texas Stories, I'm going to tell you a story that takes place in a city called Del Rio. And how, even through the thick of devastation during and after the events of an intense flood, the people of Del Rio are resilient. In this episode, I also want to discuss Del Rio's close knit camaraderie that makes this Texas town unique. Anyways, let's dive right in. While living in Del Rio, I always heard the stories about the flood of '98. The stories would usually begin with an account on how nobody suspected that the rainfall would be as heavy as it was. Then, these stories would usually highlight that the unsuspecting rainfall all happened at night, so so many families woke up seeing water at the foot of their beds. Then, these stories would involve the topic of mass destruction, as well as the horrors experienced during the night. The stories I grew up hearing always trace back to one common discussion, though. These stories would somehow always discuss the camaraderie experienced by locals during and after the events of the flood. Before we start, I want to retell the events of the flood to you. I want you to really understand how horrific and terrifying this might have been for the citizens. Anyways, let's begin. On August 22, 1998, Tropical Storm Charlie came from the Gulf of Mexico and already hit the Texas coastline remnants of the storm would begin to head farther west into Texas, towards Del Rio. The storm would arrive to the city at night, and unleash about 12 inches of rain before dawn. And by 4 a.m., two-thirds of Del Rio would be underwater. It's important to note that there are various bodies of water that surround the city. Del Rio resides on the United States and Mexico border, which covers the well-known Rio Grande River. Del Rio also has a creek that goes through the city called the San Felipe Creek. And this creek is also connected to the Rio Grande River. So during the heavy rainfall, these bodies of water would overflow and move straight into the heart of the city, quickly flooding homes, schools, and businesses. The powerful stream of water and the intense winds of the storm will pull buildings from their foundations, which would completely destroy the homes of many families. Families who were fortunate enough not to have their homes destroyed would sometimes be entrapped inside of them due to the rising floodwaters. In some situations, families had to climb from the windows of their homes onto their roofs to seek safety and await rescue. To tell me more about the intensities of the storm, I spoke to Michael Diaz, a DoRio native as well as the museum director of the Whitehead Memorial Museum located in DoRio, Texas. Michael experienced the flood and the devastation firsthand and provided me with some much needed vital insight about the events of the flood that I did not have the liberty of witnessing myself. Do you have family or friends that might have a crazy or unique story about their own experiences with the flood?
1: My uncle lived in the San Felipe neighborhood. So the San Felipe neighborhood was the one that was hit the hardest because that's where the creek runs through. And uh, so this happened. It was overnight, so you have to think it's dark. The power went out. Um, he remembers hearing people screaming as the water was rising. He never forgot was the sounds of the people screaming. It, when you think about it, that's kind of hard to, to hear and think about.
0: Not only would homes be destroyed, but the city's vital infrastructure would be as well. Debris from the flood would infect the city's water supply, making the water in the city unsafe for human consumption. Once again, I asked Michael to provide me with some much-needed insight. And did you lose power? Did you lose water during the event?
1: Uh, yes, the flood waters did contaminate the uh, the pumping station where where the city gets its water from.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they did have to shut water off to the to the whole city for uh, for quite a while. So the the city was left without some some areas were left without power, uh, but the majority of all the city was left without uh, any kind of drinking water.
0: Uh, so what did you guys do to you know, deal with this?
1: So the the city actually had to bring in um, bottled water. And I know I think uh, HEB brought in tankers full of water. The National Guard came in and and they were just delivering tons and, of gallons of, of bottled water to everybody because, I mean, have your your whole city and you can't drink any of the water so um that's what the, the the government did to help out
0: after the devastation of the flood former texas governor george w bush would send over 150 national guardsmen 25 trucks and nine helicopters to join and assist in the rescue effort in the area and after the events of the flood, news outlets would flock to the city and ask locals to give a brief rundown of some of the reported occurrences of destruction around the city. Some reports include the following. Fields of local crops would be covered in a pool of water. And in one area, a chunk of asphalt measuring at about 3 feet would be found a block away from a parking lot that had been ripped up by raging flood waters. at Laughlin Air Force Base, located a few miles outside of the city, rows of aircrafts would stand in a lake of water, which covered the majority of the runways. The water levels of the nearby Amistad Reservoir, which had fallen 15 feet in recent years, had surged to 35 feet in just one day. Even though the citizens of Del Rio only experienced the remnants of Tropical Storm Charlie, The storm would be extremely intense and bring lots of destruction and devastation to the city. Every Del Rio citizen experienced the storm and flooding differently. In some cases, individuals were not as lucky as others. Today, the flood of '98 is still very much remembered and spoken about in Del Rio by those who experienced it. The citizens of Del Rio remember the flood for bringing the city together, because in times of tragedy, people come together. I asked Michael how the city felt after the events of the flood. He had this to say.
1: Even though the community was devastated because there were people who passed away to the flood, after it, a lot of people came together to help each other out. So I remember school had just started or was about to start. I was in in the marching band, and some of our friends in the band, you know, they had their, their houses flooded out. So we decided to to get together and actually go over there and, and help a few of our friends. So when we went, you know, we saw all the devastation, houses full of mud, full of debris, cars and vehicles turned over, cars in the creek that were pushed by the floodwaters. But the people, the neighbors, everyone got together to help each other out. So all you saw was people who may not even known those families, but they were out there helping them.
0: Growing up in Del Rio, stories like Michael's are what I'm accustomed to hearing. These stories would begin with a retelling of events, then transitioning into a discussion of the destruction seen and experienced. Next, these stories would then highlight and acknowledge that the flood displaced many families throughout the city by destroying their homes. But then, these stories would always, somehow, highlight that the community came together in such a desperate time helping each other out. The Whitehead Memorial Museum, located in Del Rio, Texas, houses an exhibit showcasing artifacts from the flood, as well as retell the events. Like I previously stated, Michael is the museum director at the institute. Michael explains that when he initially assumed the role as director, the museum had no exhibit about the flood. Michael would explain the following about the exhibit.
1: When I first became director, we didn't have any kind of exhibit on the flood. So I decided to, you know, something that we need to share with with uh, our visitors and then our, our youth who didn't uh, know anything about it. Um, so that's another way of memorializing those people who passed away and the event.
0: Um, what kind of information is on this exhibit?
1: Um, so we have um, some pictures. We have some video that was taken after the flood. So of all the aftermath. Um, we actually have um, some artifacts such as the canned water and the glass bottle water that the beer companies were, were making. Instead of making beer, they stopped and started bottling water and canning water. Um, we also have the actual rain gauge that was used by the, the National Weather Service to measure the, the official rain uh, amount that fell during the flood and uh, also the, the charts that were on that rain gauge.
0: Even 20 years after the events of the flood, the citizens of Del Rio still remember the events just like it was yesterday, mainly because the memories still remain with those who experienced it. However, Those like myself who did not get to experience the flood have memorials and museum exhibits to analyze. These exhibits, like Michael describes, remembers and honors the lives that were lost, as well as what was lost. But what was not lost was the community's camaraderie and care for each other. Located about 145 miles west of San Antonio, the citizens of the small remote desert town of Del Rio still remember the camaraderie experienced during the events of a disastrous flood.